This is the JWN Podcast. I'm Joseph Neenstead, and I'm your host. On today's episode, we have Marcus Cripps. Marcus is an artist and now a comic book author who just put out his first comic, Cat Bite, The Ghost of Gambling. Yes, sir. What's up, dude? I am extremely excited to talk to you. I haven't been able to hang out with you in a long time. Um, I kind of fell off the the art scene as far as going to figure drawing and things like that. I don't know if you, have you still been keeping up with figure drawing? Man, I haven't. I, uh, <laughs> funny story with that is me and Amber quit going. Uh, you remember. Well, I, if you want to get into that <laughs> right now, we can definitely no, get into no. it. It doesn't have to be like a mean thing. It's just, yeah. I'll, all right, here's what I will tell you from my perspective of how I met you and Amber. And for the people listening, uh, Amber and Marcus are a couple. And I believe you guys met through the the figure drawing. If, if, we did. Okay. And yep. um, and they've been together for, what, three, four years now? Five years? Four going on five. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, man. It feels like a, feels like a lifetime, but it feels like... It just started. Wow, you know it's, what I mean. Well, yeah, because when you're when you when you don't have a relationship that's stressful, time mm-hmm. goes by so quickly, and you, you keep going like, "Wait, has it been ha- what?" <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, dude. But I couldn't be happier, man. She's awesome. I I can obviously you're still together. It, it's <laughs> it's a, it, it was obvious, by the way, when you two were like. I, for, I'm going to sound like an old man. When you guys were courting, uh, that it was like, uh, these two people like are just two peas in a pod. Um, so when I, when I first met you guys, I think Amber was coming out of the, just came out of the military. She had really short hair. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, she was a really talented artist. She was also modeling, yep. um, and you were a really talented artist. You were not modeling, as far as I know. <laughs> um, I was not. I, I missed that class. But I, I do remember one of the times I was like, something's weird here. Was um, Amber was modeling, mm-hmm. and um, he who shall not be named again. I should probably <laughs> beep him out. <laughs> um, Perfect. Yeah. So he set up his his drawing equipment like right in front of her as she was modeling mm-hmm. it was so uncomfortably weird <laughs> um oh, and shit. i just remember like okay uh this is what we're dealing with and he would say comments it was weird because you you didn't know how to read him you didn't know when he was joking or if he was being creepy yeah and it sounds to me like you guys definitely got the latter end of the the feelings yeah. from him yeah so man mm. what's uh what's crazy is with how creepy he was he is actually the one that brought me and amber together so wow. i'm like we avoid him but i have a lot to thank him for yeah. when it when it comes to that <laughs> he's it's he's a, he's an odd character he definitely reminds me of some people i knew from new york um, he's kind of got a very, uh, very inappropriate sense of humor. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it can be very uncomfortable when you're in a situation where you have like a 
nude model right in front of you. He would make comments. Yeah. But if you notice, there were some of the other people. And he's also, by the way, a little bit older. And by a little bit, I mean retired. He's like of that age where, you know, all fucks have gone out the window for him. He, he does not care. Um, but there were some other people that were in that class that were women that kind of shared his same sense of humor. So there was definitely um, a little bit of a, a dark sense of humor going in that kind of crew of people. Totally, yeah. So that's how I met you guys. Um, and I, 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 I knew right off the bat you guys would be like, I don't want to act like, because it's so easy to say in hindsight, like, I knew you guys would make it. Yeah. No, it, it was just like, oh, these two, God. Yeah, the hardest thing is probably <laughs> figuring out which one of you guys, like, is more talented at, at, at at drawing because you're both oh, dude. it's ridiculous like how <laughs> hands hands down amber all the way <laughs> well she she was uh did she go to she went to college for it during this she did yeah yeah she uh she got a a degree in uh fine arts she graduated last year and yeah and now she's tattooing or I know. I, I, I'm so impressed. <laughs> a, because I know, all right, let me, let me I'm going to get, we're getting into like deep woods of like weird stuff that connects us. Um, <laughs> but I remember, I don't know. I don't think Jason's had Jason Eisenberg who owns Holy city tattooing collective. He's an amazing tattooist. Um, and I believe before, Amber, he had um, a person that was also working in the studio that became an apprentice, mm -hmm. who I actually got one of her first legal tattoos on my foot. What? <laughs> oh God! It was <laughs> wow. also one. It was uh, well. It was one of the most painful tattoos I've ever gotten, and it, and and I let her do two on my foot because mm. I was just you know. I was trying to be uh, a friend to Jason, and and um, and I liked her at the time, and she did not leave on the best of terms. And I, I thought for sure that Jason would never take on another apprentice again. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, so that's that says a lot about Amber's ability that he uh, he took her on as an apprentice, and now she's actually tattooing. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. So. Uh, now that we've cleared that weirdness out, it, um, <laughs> not even that weird, um, but it's just, it, it's interesting to me, uh, when that whole thing went down, when, when that other apprentice was, um, parted ways with that studio, mm -hmm. I remember, I think I told you about like, Hey, there's an opening for, at a tattoo shop. <laughs> you guys should go <laughs> check it out. You, I think I told you to go check it out. Dude, so check this out. Uh, so before Holy City, um, Jason and Jessica always pick on me about this. Um, Amber used to have a apprenticeship at some shop in Somerville. Um, and then the owner of that just like kicked everybody out. I think they had like two apprentices and he just like shut the door. Um, so then the next day I was sitting at work and I was like, man, I got to do something for Amber just because like whenever – I was 18. I had an apprenticeship and that same exact thing happened to me. Um, so I was like emailing shop after shop to be like, Hey, do you, uh, are you looking for an apprentice? You know, my girlfriend, you know, 
this long drawn out story happened and uh jason ended up being one of them i never i never met jason in my life never talked to him um and he emailed me back and he was like he's like hey man two things one i think that your girlfriend should be handling uh this for herself two you're a great guy for trying to do the right thing for her and then ever <laughs> since then dude every time i go to the shop he brings it up and i always feel so bad just cuz i'm like oh man like jason is by far the sweetest asshole ever <laughs> yes dude that is perfect <laughs> he he's one of those people that like if you can peel back that layer of just sarcasm and just brutal honesty yeah. Like you can't find a nicer guy. Dude, he is he's the best. He's like mine and Amber's second dad, which yeah. I'm sure that's like everybody, you know? Yeah. He definitely he takes care of people. He's 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 somebody he's the kind of friend that um that if you know he he's the one that you would call if you had a body to get rid of. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> he's that kind of friend. Um all right, so let's let's talk about you. We've talked about uh, this, some uh, stuff of how we've gotten to know each other and all that. I'd like mm-hmm. to know, where did you grow up? Nice. Uh, so I grew up about an hour and a half away from Charleston uh, in Sumter, South Carolina. Um, fairly small town. It's... Um, it's nothing to be like super proud of. Um, I went to high school in, or I went to high school at Crestwood High School, which is, uh, you know, a predominantly black high school. You know, it, it, there really wasn't many white people at the school, or let alone like the town. Which, you know, for me, you know, growing up, all my friends were were black. Uh, would go over to their house. You know, I would call their mom my mom. You know what right. I mean? Um, and it was awesome, man. It was, it was like that all the time. And then, um, so with my, with my family, you know, my mom and dad, they were cool. You know, they, my dad was a truck driver, so he really wasn't around very much. We got, Um, we have something in common, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what's that? Oh, my my father is a truck driver. He didn't raise me though, but he was. Oh, gotcha. and so he really wasn't around. But he he's still yeah. he still is a truck driver. I've just I don't really interact with him. But yeah, that's interesting it, to know that. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So you know all about it, man. It was. Uh, I mean, I probably saw my dad once every three months. Wow. And then yeah, dude, and it was like he would come home, and like his first night home, we would all go out have a good time as a family. And then like, he would be home for, you know, four days and just like sleep the whole time. So it was like growing up, I really had no like father figure or like no father son bonding experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which I really regret a lot of the time. Cause I'm like, man, I, I, I have a lot of friends that have kids, uh, and I'm like, they have the best relationship I've ever seen. And I'm like, dude, I wish I had that shit. But at the same time, you know, I I feel like it's kind of made me who I am today because I'm just like, you know, anybody I talk to. You you didn't have any brothers or sisters, just you? 
Uh, I had a sister. Um, so I was adopted, and she was um, – my mom got custody of my sister. Um, mm. So she technically wasn't my sister. Um, yeah, it was basically my mom just adopted some kids, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Can we cuss in here? Of course. Cussing cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, man. So I'm like, by all means, I'm like, adoption is awesome. So I, she pretty much adopted both of us, but we really didn't bond very well. Like the age difference was, was pretty big. And then, you know, as I was reaching like 17, 18, about to move out of the house, you know, she was like just about to become a teenager and she was just like all over the place, just like stealing all my shit all the time. Yeah. Just yeah. So my sister, our relationship isn't the greatest. I love her, but she is one of the she's one of the only people that I will immediately see. And no matter if I'm in a great mood, I'll get mad instantly. Which yeah. sucks to say. <laughs> no, I, I understand. You know, it's weird. Um, my brother and I are four years apart. Um, and my kids, they're four years apart and, and four years is literally like a generation. Mm -hmm. They, they do not, uh, like my kids don't have a, a bad relationship. They just, they're not close. They don't, it's not like mm -hmm. they sit and hang out and talk to each other. You know, they're very separate people. Um, and I kind of, you know, I don't really have a relationship with my brother either. It's kind of, it's a tough situation. Like just four years, that's it, which you know, yeah. my wife is almost four years younger than me and, you know, we couldn't be closer, but like growing up, oh, it's, that's, that's, uh, that's a rough, you know, three to four years can get like really distant. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, man, it was, so that's, a, that's really interesting. So you, you had, um, you know, a sister you're not too close with. You had, uh, a uh, father who who's a truck driver. You have a mom who is basically like Mother Teresa adopting yeah, yeah. children. Um, that's uh, yeah. yeah. You have all the makings of a creative person. <laughs> it's like somebody figured out the, the the correct things. So when did you like discover art or just being creative? Like wh what kind of turned you? <laughs> um. I mean, honestly, man, like as a, as a teenager, I, I didn't draw, didn't do really do anything. Um, I just, I skateboarded 24 seven, you know, I would like in high school, I would, uh, you know, skip school about every other day just to go skate. And it was a blast for me. So I stopped doing that around junior year and I, basically started drawing to impress girls. You know, I was like, I would write them a letter with like this big, like super cool drawing in the letter. And just to be like, you know, show them that I could draw or attempt to draw and, uh, try to impress them and, you know, see if that led anywhere. Uh, so basically my drawing career started to, started by trying to impress girls pretty much. I mean, um, that's, I, I think of how many musicians started for that very reason. Um, <laughs> right. You know, like it's, it's definitely, um, 
at that age, you know, anything you can do to give yourself a an in uh, yeah. to, to impress somebody, um, whoever you're attracted to, like it's definitely <laughs> – it, it, it's it, – how many great works of art were basically created just to impress somebody else <laughs> like Dude. that they were in love with, you know? Exactly, exactly. That's awesome. Yeah, so yeah. so it, it it was something that like kind of grew on you through that or was it like uh, uh did it was it just like a switch that went off? Um yeah, man. It it really was just kind of like a light bulb coming on, you know. It was like I would do it more and more and um I realized how much I loved it. You know, I was just I was just drawing like cartoon characters, things like that. Um but I, I eventually started drawing more and more to where I realized that the town that I was in had a tattoo shop. So just like probably everybody in the world, they're like, oh, I could draw a little bit. Let me become a tattoo artist, which, you know, looking back on it now, I'm like, dumb idea on my part. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I went, I went for it and they liked my portfolio, portfolio enough to uh, – to bring me in, you know. So I was a tattoo apprentice for about four months before the shop closed down. Wow. Yeah, so. Just enough know. to like really start feeling like, okay, I'm getting I'm getting this, and then boom, carpet yeah. pulled out from underneath you. Yeah. Man. So did you, at that point, did you feel like, uh, I'm just going to quit and do something else or like how did you get to Charleston from from all that um so after the tattoo apprenticeship failed um I started dating this this one girl um moved in with her and her dad and probably lived with her about a year and then I started working for this like industrial company that and we would travel all over the place um so we traveled to Charleston quite a bit and I realized like how much I liked coming to Charleston. So eventually, you know, I, we just took a trip down one day, found a, found a townhouse to move into, um, got approved. Then, you know, next month moved to Charleston. Um, so then, you know, moved here, made all that stuff happen. And then I, I came across, you know, like, comic books, you know, comic book stores, stuff like that. And then that's whenever, like, you know, how that was kind of what planted the seed for me. Took it you to know, a becoming, different level, yeah. Totally, totally, yeah. Like, becoming the artist that I am today, you know, it was like I, I kind of pushed the tattoo aspect, you know, to the side. And I'm like, I really don't – like, I, I don't – have, I didn't have a lot of fun drawing that kind of subject matter anymore, yeah. or I really didn't want to be like a part of that anymore. I was like, because comics, you know, consume me pretty much. I was like, you know, in awe of just everything that I was seeing, like going to conventions, going to comic book stores, things like that. And, um, you know, and it just made me who I am today. We've got some some awesome comic book stores here, which is surprising because, you know, there's not – Charleston's a weird place. It's 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 this awesome place, um, and we really do have a lot of things going on. If you peel back the layers and find them, 
but like the mm-hmm. the convention we have here is probably one of the most accessible conventions because you can have these really amazing artists and like you don't have to wait online to talk to them <laughs> you can just walk totally. right up to yeah. them <laughs> um, it, it's fantastic so um all right so so this brings me to to cat bite which i got mine in the mail today and so i'm gonna give my uneducated description of what cat bite is okay <laughs> it, i wouldn't call it a comic book um but it is comics, you know, it, it's written in the style of a comic book, but mm-hmm. it's not like a traditional comic book. It's, and it's not a graphic novel because it's, you know, it's short like a comic book as far as the length, but it's mm-hmm. the, the size and the, the, the look of it, it's black and white. It's got, you know, really like a premium feel to it. It's not like newspaper feeling comic book style stuff. It's, it's definitely a nice weighted paper it's beautifully printed um it almost kind of feels like a um uh what do you call it a moleskin style notebook like that size like one of those smaller moleskin uh, notebooks Mm -hmm. and uh, i would almost call it like a serial graphic novel if i had to come up with like a way to describe (laughs) it and and it's just it's like the whole idea of of making a western involving cats and other animals is yeah. it's just it's perfect i, I love it i love it <laughs> the, the artwork is amazing the the um the story is definitely just it's so fun um you know i got to the last page i was like oh damn it I, I, he's got to make another one now yeah, you know yeah, totally all right so tell me what your vision like did a did i come close <laughs> in my description <laughs> Uh, uh, as to yes. what you were trying to do and then what, what is, <laughs> what is, um, tell me all about it. Tell me what the, what, how it started and where it's going. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, so first thing, uh, whenever you said it was like a moleskin notebook, what's funny is, uh, the people that printed it, uh, Justin Ryan books, they, uh, specify in, like, well, all they print is notebooks, like moleskin notebooks. So this was the first comic they've ever printed. Like they printed like zines here and there. Yeah. But I reached out to them, to them and I was like, hey, man, have you ever printed a, a comic? They were like, we haven't, but we've been looking to print like five by seven notebooks. And I was like, well, I'm looking to print my book at five by seven if you'd like to, you know, try printing this. They were like, dude, that sounds fucking awesome. So I um, I spent all quarantine – well, not all quarantine. I would say maybe about a week um, during during this downtime to um, to pretty much polish Catbite because at Captain's I had um, like an ash can basically just like go to Staples, print off, print off like, you know – like raw pages, nothing really edited, and uh, just make a book out of it. Make a you know a zine, like a pretty much. Zine. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so I spent a week, you know, during the quarantine to polish pages, make it look like a, a legit book. Then uh, I sent it to him, and dude, this guy knocked it out in no time, like three days, and um, I I couldn't be happier with it, man. But um, going back to the origin of Catbite. Um, 
Have you heard of Inktober? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, so let's explain it to anyone who's, who does, who's not familiar with what Inktober is. Absolutely. Um, uh, you, you want to or you want me to? <laughs> I, I'm trying to remember the name of the artist. What's her name that started it? Um, okay. Is it – Ah, is she Italian or something like that? No. I'm uh, so I – maybe – so I know that there's a couple different Inktober things throughout October. So there's Inktober, Drawloween, and something like that. Um the guy that created Inktober is his name is Jake Parker. Yes. Okay. I'm. I'm. I was yeah. thinking of. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember who I was thinking of. That is it. Is it Mabs? Is yes. That who thinking of? Yes. Yeah. That's who I kind of was introduced to it through. Um, gotcha, her, gotcha. Through her Instagram. Mm-hmm. All right. So so Jake Parker. So he kind of started this in. Yep. Yep. So it's uh. During the month of October, just every day, you uh, draw a piece of artwork using ink. Um, just because, like, the world is pretty much transitioning to a digital world uh, whenever it comes to creating art. Um, so he wanted to, you know, take a month of the year, you know, throughout the year to basically explore with different mediums, you know, like try, you know, try different. Uh, ink pens, things like that, just create anything, you know? Yeah. Uh, so he'll, he'll come out with a, a prompt list of, you know, like a daily prompt list, prompt list that you could, uh, you know, draw each day. Uh, so, yeah. So like Monday will be like, draw a bat. And then totally everybody, yeah, yeah. Will, everybody who's taking part of it will use the right hashtag and draw their bat. And it's, it's fun if you follow artists on Instagram or any other social media. Um, it's a fun time of year because you get to see everyone's take on that. Some people will just do a quick like napkin sketch. Other people will make like a cr- crazy work of art. You know, you like you could tell when yeah, somebody's yeah. like truly inspired for a certain subject. But it's it's definitely um, it's it's an exciting thing to follow in October. Yeah, man, it's probably one as an artist, probably one of my favorite times of the year. Just because, like you said, you get to see everybody's different take on everything, and you just get to explore with you know stuff that you just wanted to try. Like I'll go to Arts and Craftsman, and I'll just buy so many like different types of paper, so many different types of pens, because like you know this month is just really a time for you to experiment. You know nobody's pressuring you to like create a masterpiece you know you're just being loose having fun with it and that's what i love about it man yeah you're not it's not like you're going to impress a client with it it's not something where somebody would be like can you change this ear and put it over here no it's just fun yeah, right? <laughs> it's purely fun it's it's yeah I, i've i've never partaken in it i've one of those things like maybe i'll do it this year no dude <laughs> it's, it's a commitment yeah man it is if if you stick with it, it uh, it's rewarding. But man, it is torture. <laughs> it's like it's like doing doing one week of it, totally easy. But following through that whole entire month drives you crazy. Like um, so, not this past October, uh, the one before, I um. I was doing I was doing a book. I was drawing thirty one comic book villains, 
and uh, I made that into a book as well. Um, and dude, like, there was so much crap crap happening in my neighborhood. Like, the whole neighborhood would have like a power outage, like almost every other day for some reason. So I'd be drawing and I would just lose all power. So me and Amber would be sitting in my art room and she would just like be watching me draw. Then the power would go out and I'm like, I was so committed to it to where I just like lit like four candles and just had them on my table. And I was just drawing, like doing Inktober by candlelight. And it was, it's like, you got to be dedicated, man. Oh yeah. I, I, (laughs) the closest I can come to that is years ago. I did a 365 day project with photography where I took a picture wow. every day. Yeah. And um, it started getting nuts. And, you know, it, because you, some, some days you get towards the end of the day and you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't take a picture today. But you didn't want to take, like, you didn't want to just be dumb and be like, here's a doorknob. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. <laughs> you, you really wanted to have a purpose behind it. And you'd start one upping, one upping yourself each day. Uh, to the point by the time you got to the end of it, you were just like, oh my gosh, I don't ever want to take a picture again. But the amount of stuff you learn in that process is undeniable. Like you yeah. really do learn. You, you've, when you think you've run out of ideas or when you think that well is dry, somehow something will like just kind of wake you right back up. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm imagining that's what you're kind of saying about Inktober is that you really got like ideas just flowing after that or during that? Yeah, man. Like, so during uh, October, Inktober, I, you know, ideas are just like coming to me like super, super easy. Just like day after day, I'm like, oh, you know, that's a great idea. I'll draw this when I get home. Whenever I put my pen down on that 31st day and I just call it done. I literally have no creative juice at all. I'm like, I'm drained for months. Like, um, I would say probably until February. Like, I just don't want to draw just because, like, it's just so much creative energy just, like, used up. And it's a – you learn a lot of shit, but, you know, like I said, it just uses up a whole lot of creative energy, man. Well, this this, – this book looks like yeah, you, yeah. it looks like you've been doing this your whole life. Like it, oh, <laughs> it literally looks like um, it just you. It's one of those things where you're reading it and you're like, "Hey, wait, let me just take a look at this panel and see how much detail you put." Like I'm looking at a scene right now where they're in a bar playing cards, mm-hmm. and then you just look at the background and the the you know like I'm sitting there going that's a lot of work <laughs> for literally a panel that's one, two, three, four, one fifth of the page. You Dude, know what I'm right? saying? And, and, and then <laughs> yeah. you, you did that like for, you know, comic books are, are, comic books are definitely an underappreciated art form in the idea that the amount of work that goes into it and then the cost of them doesn't make sense. <laughs> You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like if you, <laughs> if you were to buy a print of just that panel, it would cost you anywhere from like 40 bucks to on up. And yeah. and you're you've got a whole book of this for 10 yeah. bucks. I mean, 10 bucks. It, it doesn't make any sense. It never works out properly for the 
for the art form and the the price don't make sense when you look at the actual work that goes into it. Yeah, man. And that that's something that blows my mind as well. Like, you know, actual like comic comic book like publishers, things like that. Like comic books are some will go from, you know, between three bucks to ten. And it's just like so much work gets put into a comic book and it's just like sold so cheap, which I get. I understand just because like they want to get these books into people's hands. But I'm like, as an artist, it's just like, dude, you spend so much time uh, just hunched over like your back kills you after after every page and uh, so much sweat and tears into creating a book. And, and that's that's just the like for the final. Right? You you have to storyboard it. You've got to mm-hmm. you've got to come up with a story. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to draw it. You got to ink it. There's so much. There's so many layers of it. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's truly one of the lesser appreciated art forms in the mainstream. Although, although, think about every major Hollywood movie now is based off of a comic book. Yes. So, yeah. So I guess maybe one day you'll be doing cameos in, you know, some of your characters, uh, on the big screen and you'll, you'll, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be like, you know, the guy driving a pickup truck and, uh, you know, going, Hey, <laughs> man, if they made a movie about like, cowboy cats just fighting like having a gunfight in the frontier Dude, i would freak out teenage you know what ninja I mean? turtles was the greatest comic book back in like what was it the 80s late yeah, 80s man. early 90s um that comic book was amazing because it was like really like gritty and mm-hmm. like violent and they cursed and stuff and then it turned into like the, <laughs> a, it turned into the goofiest cartoon and then like just you know a tongue-in-cheek movies and like toys and the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, don't discount that you might see <laughs> a cartoon on like, you know, whatever version of Netflix is on in however many years, uh, you know, and you'll see cats going, Yowdy partner. Dude, I would love that. <laughs> I, I think you've got, I, I do think you have something with this whole storyline and just, um, I was thinking about it. I read it today. I got the mm-hmm. the mail came. I was like, perfect. I'm going to read this while I'm eating my lunch. And I read it and I just was like, dude, how perfect is it to make cats as in a, like a, an old Western type motif? Because yeah. <laughs> um, cats in general are such like they're – their morality is so questionable and like, mm-hmm. like the, the, uh, you know, the, the, they're killers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're just, yeah. they're definitely loners. They're killers. They are, they're, um, they're just, they're the boss, you know? So making them like vigilante cowboys going out, trying to avenge some, um, some murder <laughs> and find some treasure. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty awesome. I, I, the idea though of cats being Western characters, I don't know if it's been done before. Has anyone, uh, is, has there been anything similar as far as like cats 
playing Cowboys? Man, I I haven't heard or seen anything. I know that there's a there's a Facebook group um, called oh. "This Cat Is Honky Tonky" or something like that. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the closest you could find. Yeah, dude, that's literally it. And it's like people will put tiny little cowboy hats on their cats, and I'm like. Dude, it's so freaking adorable. <laughs> so, like, me and Amber used to freak out over this page. Um, and then just, you know, one day, like, getting back to the origin of Catbite, I um, was looking at the prompt list from Inktober. And then, because he releases it, like, three days beforehand or something like that. And I was sitting there with Amber, and I'm like, what if we did a, a Western story? Because I love like spaghetti westerns, like Clint Eastwood movies, things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously Amber loves cats with a passion. So she was like, well, what if instead of them being people, we just make them cats and just give them like cat attributes and stuff like that. And I was like, I've never heard of shit like that. Uh, so let's do it, you know. So just about like every – We'd have a meeting about it like every weekend. We'd go to the daily, get a get a coffee, get some breakfast, and just sit in there for like an hour or two hours and just uh, just brainstorm really. And uh, Catboy started off as a as, as a silent comic. You know, it was just going to be like you look at the pictures and you just form your own story as to what's happening. Um, and then during the quarantine, I was like, well, I want to give this a story, you know, actually like give it some dialogue, you know, give all these cats some characters or some character. And, um, yeah, man. And that's how it came to be. That's awesome. so, that, yeah, it, it would have been funny if the comic book, just all the speech bubbles just said, meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, you should see some of the original pages. A lot of dialogue bubbles literally say meow. That's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yeah dude well i'm excited for you what do you think um by the way because uh, you you and amber both put in a ton of work into this um and i as as i spoiled uh it's definitely going to keep going this is just Mm -hmm. the first in a series which Mm -hmm. i'm excited about because you know how this is all going to play out you're going to make more and more and more and then you're going to have a compilation one where it's going to be nicely bound and like I see how this is all going to I, yeah, I, I can yeah. see in the future where this will end up uh, as far as in the, in the realm of being in a book form. But uh, what do you think if like the young teenage you who's trying to – just starting to, to, um, to draw pictures to impress girls, what if you showed him this and, 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 and he opens up – you know? Young Marcus opens it up and, and sees drawn by Marcus Cripps, written by Marcus Cripps and <laughs> Amber Vasquez. And, and like understanding that like, hey, dude, this is like what you've been – why you're doing this. You've found the love of your life and you're making art together. Like what do you think that kid would do? Man. Uh, or say? <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't believe it because, you know, at the time – you know, I, I was just drawing dumb shit. You know, it was like I, I look back at, at my art from back then, and it's like horrible crap. Uh, so like to see how how 
far along that I've come and just like have created my first comic book, man, I think he would be excited. You know, he would be super proud. And, you know, to know that, you know, he created it with the person that he, you know, fell in love with that he wants to spend the rest of his life with, dude, you know, you can't ask for anything better than that. You know, it's like definitely a win-win for me, you know? So, all right. I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a couple questions that are, um, just, just kind of like, you don't have to go too deep. You don't have to think too, too far into them. Um, so if you could add one, uh, subject to grade school that should be taught, uh, what do you think that would be? Man, I would add finances. <laughs> that I, <laughs> some things never change. I I think when I was a kid, uh, same thing. It was like yeah, you, uh, you know, you get the that that first bank account, and then you find out like, w- wait, yesterday I had money in it, and then this thing <laughs> just came out. Like where did yeah, dude? How, how does this happen? I, three days later, something came out. I don't remember because no one ever taught me how to balance my checkbook or how to keep track mm-hmm. of spending or hidden fees or anything like yeah. And that's just the basic stuff. But if people learned out how to like invest money and save money and make money grow, like mm-hmm. from an early age, you start to think: Is this by design, do they do, do they not want people to know how to make money off of money? Like, do they Man. not want people to know how to save it? <laughs> it blows my mind, dude. It's like, you know, I I didn't know shit about credit, how credit works, anything like that, or, you know, best ways to save money or anything. So it's like, you know, as a, as a teenager, right off the bat, I fucked my credit up, you know, so I've been like Who doesn't? working. <laughs> Yeah, dude, right? <laughs> Who doesn't? Unless they yeah, have so. a mentor that put them in the right path. Yeah. Oh, man. People need that mentor, dude. I'm like, I wish I can go back to my like past self and just be like, don't do any of the shit that you're about to do because it's going to screw you over. Dude, uh, the my first credit card uh, came when I was getting my um, – when I was doing my schedule for – college so i i show up to the school to like sort out my classes and there's mm-hmm. a booth like oh sign up with discover and they would give they'd give a credit card to anybody mm-hmm. and i was like what's this oh well sign up and we'll give you like a free t-shirt or something dumb something so <laughs> stupid i was like free okay <laughs> yeah and that that was my first credit card like oh i got yep. swindled for a free t-shirt yep. um that's <laughs> yeah and you could use that if somebody were to tell you hey listen like keep the balance at this percentage blah 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 blah. you you know and you'll build up your credit it'd be fantastic mm-hmm. uh yep. no you're like oh 300 hundred dollar limit boom gone the next day <laughs> <laughs> dude that's it man i so um I was in the military. I joined the Marines and I ended up getting a like some kind of military credit card um, whenever I was in. And I saw the limit that I had on there. And dude, I literally blew it on any and everything. You know, I would like at the time I still skated. So I bought like 10 complete skateboards, which would be like what? A few hundred bucks Freaking. a piece, right? Yeah, dude, exactly. You know, so a shit ton of money. <laughs> yeah. 
and, uh, you know, bought a gigantic TV, freaking surround sound system just for my room at my mom's house. You know, and it's like shit that I didn't need. And they didn't I, sit I would, there and go like, and your mom didn't think like, well, where is this coming from? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. It was, I, it was so dumb. Like I'm so mad at my younger self. But, I, but you can't be at this point um, because cause you, you got through it. You made it yeah, through. And absolutely. I think most of us have, 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 um, have gone through that weird trying to figure out financial stuff, especially if you grow up in a situation where you don't have a lot while you're growing up, mm-hmm. you kind of start compensating. You're like, oh, well, I always had the Bobo shoes growing up. Now I'm just going to buy like nonstop of the nicest shoes I can afford. You yeah. Know? And that kind of mentality happens. And, and it, you still battle it even in adulthood. But <laughs> all right, here's another, here's another crazy um, question. Uh, so... If you were to put yourself on the Principal Vernon from the Breakfast Club scale, how would you identify yourself when you were in high school? Were you the brain, the athlete, the basket case, the princess, or the criminal? Ouch. Um, man. Probably. Man, that's tough. I would say it started off as criminal and then flipped transitioned into brain um and i can explain freshman and sophomore year i would smoke pot every fucking day and go skip school to go skate every day junior year i um became i became a christian and i through all that i became a youth leader and that just kind of like straightened straightened me up i guess as, as far as, like, wanting to, like, educate myself more. So, like, uh, junior and senior year, I just, like, started picking my grades back up and just, like, focusing on school. Yeah, so I would say, I would say criminal, uh, criminal and then brain. That's, that's extremely interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I think for, uh, I, th- I, th- if my relation to that would probably be the opposite. <laughs> like wow. I went in there like all gung ho. And then by the time junior year came, I discovered, you know, pot and drinking and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. you, you did, you, 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 you done good. So, so it seems, <laughs> it seems like the, you, the Jesus done you good uh, in that situation. Um, <laughs> totally. <laughs> all right. So do you have a book movie song, food, or any other work of art that should be required for people to consume right now? Um, besides yeah, cat man. bite. Uh, yeah, besides <laughs> cat bite. <laughs> um, I got two, actually. All right. Um, as far as book goes, um, it's a comic book. Um, it's called Wonder Woman Dead Earth. It's, it's super empowering for, you know, the times that we're in right now. It's like, once I read this thing, it instantly became my favorite comic because um, it just it just relates to all the crazy shit that we're dealing with. Um, if you want to read it in that way, because that is just how my brain has been wired this past couple weeks. Uh, definitely. Um, um, and then as far as like the second one would be a TV show, which is 
Avatar: The Last Airbender. Now I have never watched that. I <sighs> I think it's it's one of those things that like, um, probably my son would have been the right age to for for me to like latch onto it if he was watching it. Except he didn't mm-hmm. watch any TV. Like wow. he never got into TV. He was <laughs> he went from like not being able to function as a human being, you know, being a, a baby to, yeah. to playing video games. Like he made that jump immediately. He learned how to wow. read at a very early age because he wanted to know what was being said on the comic, um, not the comic books, on the um, video games. So mm. he never, he just never, he, had a, he has a TV in his room. He, it doesn't, it's never been turned on. It's like, okay, I said, so, uh, you know, I even set up like, uh, all right, well, I'll set up like, you know, a PlayStation in there for you since you like video games. Nope. He only likes computer games. <laughs> so he doesn't even play Holy his PlayStation. Shit. He's so like, <laughs> yeah, he, but, but my daughter, on the other hand, when she was growing up, the cartoons that she got into, I got to kind of take in, you know, like the SpongeBob and, and, um, uh, Phineas and Ferb was probably my favorite of all those, <laughs> mm. but, yeah. a- but Avatar, the last airbender, I never, it was just not on the radar of like things to consume through my children. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it, like, it, I got to check it out. I oh take man. You up on it's, that. it's great. You know, it's, it's only four seasons, um, you know, based on the elements. Um, and you know, he's just trying to go around trying to find like, a master to teach him how to how to learn these elements to defeat the fire lord pretty much like there's this guy that's trying to you know take over the earth um just by you know he wants to create a massive fire nation and the avatar is like i'm not having that so you know it's just this whole story of just like amazing beautiful storytelling like mind-blowing like character development it's it's great, dude. And so, so you're saying it's it's a it's a cartoon, but not specifically for children. It's more, uh, it's more has more depth than say a SpongeBob. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Which, by Which, the way, SpongeBob rules. So I'm not going to even knock uh-oh. SpongeBob. <laughs> then I'm not. Then I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> well, say what you're going to say. Say what you're going to say. Uh, so you and probably everybody listening is probably going to hate my guts after this. Nah, I hate SpongeBob. He he's a he's he's a different type of character, um, because he's so he's like the definition of amiable, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I can see why people <laughs> might not like it, and it's it's all very nonsensical. And and the one thing I could probably get behind where it would be the the and I worked during the height of SpongeBob. I I was working at MTV Networks, um. <clears throat> And the merchandising of that show was, I mean, I'm sure uh, Gene Simmons was like, holy shit, that's how you freaking kill your brand. That's how you do it. You can just put it on <laughs> everything. Yeah. You know, so uh, what, what's the reason why you hate it, though? Uh, man, it's just like, it's just mind-numbing to me. It's like, I, I feel like I'd watch it and I just feel so much stupider. Like, it I got mad respect for it, like with how well the show is done, but it's just like, for me, I'm like, dude, like (laughs) I, the, the voice, the voice acting 
is just over the top annoying to me. And it's just like, I can't, I can't handle it, but I'm not hating on people that love it. Amber loves it. Jason loves it. And I love them. Yeah. And I I love you. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things you can, you you can understand why it's a bit much there. You know, it is, it's definitely as silly as it gets. That's a fair assessment. Um, I grew up, uh, not grew up. I, uh, survived my daughter growing up and being obsessed with like the Teletubbies. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those things where you thought you were high watching it. Dude, like, yeah. You would get wrapped in, you'd be sitting there with your kid and that would come on and you would literally time travel. You would be watching this and you'd forget that you were a human being and that you exist on the earth. You're like, what the hell am I watching? And am I being hypnotized right now? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, that children's uh, programming can be really um, can be really uh, effective at at taking you into weird places or making you very angry. Yeah, for All sure. Right. So um, we're getting close to the end here. Is there anybody that inspires you that uh, you might want to hear on this podcast? Man, I know that she was supposed to be here, but. If you can talk to Amber, she'd probably be way more entertaining than me and more educational. So I would, I would recommend Amber because she's awesome. I, I will – you know what? It would be great uh, to talk to her. Um, I did reach out to her when she – and, of course, the, thing, the things in Charleston have gotten real, real dark uh, um, mm. compared to the way they were as, in reference to this pandemic. We're one of the hot spots in the, in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so – I was looking forward to getting one of her her flowers tattooed that kind of like her initial assignment, I guess. Yeah. I was looking forward to it and I was like, <laughs> all right, we'll do that. And I'm like, I think we're going to wait all that kind of stuff for a while. Yeah. It's going to be a while you, before I get a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, man. Have, a, have you been going out or anything? Yeah. Yeah. So um, actually right before we recorded this, I had recorded a um, – a kind of in between podcast, kind of just me BSing, talking about like what's going on in my life. So I won't mm-hmm. go into it too far. But um, w- for the sake of the people who might have listened to it before this comes out, um, but yeah, the coronavirus has kind of affected my family and my my um, company. The company I, I run, it's an IT company. Um, we've been affected pretty hard so far with it. Nothing to like we're we're in any kind of so far there's been no like physical threat. It's yeah. you know like but you know we've had to lock down our business again. We were going out and taking care of customers and doing um you know work for them on site. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were trying to minimize it as much as possible, but people weren't wearing their masks. We were wearing our masks. They weren't uh one of my employees caught it. Um, it's spread throughout our building uh, where we have other, there's other tenants in there. So we, the building's been shut down for the last two weeks. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, so we've been get I've been getting tested. My, my employees and I have been getting tested pretty much weekly at this point. Um, and I've been in the clear, like I just got results back yesterday, um, that, you know, I, I'm still negative, but on Friday night, my daughter, her car broke down and she spent the night here. Um, cause she lives, she's in college age. She lives on her own now. Um, mm-hmm. but she spent the night here, um, to deal with the car situation. 
and her job made her get tested and she got a positive result on Saturday. Oh, damn. Yeah. After my wife had been driving her around, you know, Friday night and Saturday morning. Yeah. So we just went and got tested again. <laughs> we, had, we waited about five or six days, got tested again. Uh, well, yesterday, yeah. We both got tested yesterday afternoon, late afternoon. And uh, the, the, the amount of cases are so high now, like the, the time to get results back has been pushed back, back and back. Now we've got to wait up to seven days to find Jesus. out. Yeah, it, it's, it's really stressful. So yeah. now that means I can't, this is another week that I really can't go out and, and deal with anybody. But so far we've yeah. been either asymptomatic or pre-symptomatic. So my daughter has been fine. She's, she's, um, you know, she's riddled with anxiety, but not, um, she's not showing any serious symptoms of the coronavirus to the point where, you know, she's in any kind of danger. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. So it's it's been tough around here. <laughs> I started Man, this dude. podcast thinking <laughs> I set up my photo studio because I have a photo mm-hmm. studio in that same building, and I set it up uh, a whole so I could make a podcast studio. And I had all of these interviews lined up to be in person, and it was just like so quickly within day uh, like a day or two. Like I had a, people scheduled to come in. It was just like nope, you can't come in. We have to do everything over the phone now. Damn. Yeah. So, <laughs> and a lot of things, you know, things have fell apart because of that. Some people don't want to do it over the phone. And um, I was very happy when when I saw that you had this book coming out. I was like, oh, I want to talk to these guys. Let me get you on here. And I was very happy that you you were able to make this happen because it's you know we try to launch this podcast and and then all of a sudden, um, you know, trying to get people to come on and and it, it's stressful. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know. man. I was I was super happy whenever you reached out. You know, this is literally my first ever podcast. Um, so, yeah, it's it. it I, my whole goal with uh, with this when I first thought about it, and and I've kind of expanded it, was to talk to different creative uh, types of people, um, and try to find the things that connect us, mm-hmm. um, the, the, the things that we share in common and, and so far, and then I expanded it out. Um, you know, as I was thinking about it, I was like, well, athletes share a lot of the same thing. Um, certain business people, uh, teachers, things like that. Uh, you know, people in different parts of creative industries that I never even thought about, uh, as being creative. And then I'm like, Oh man, even like people who, you know, brewers, uh, beer brewers and distillers, that kind of thing. Like there's a lot of creativity, that goes throughout different aspects of life. And, and if I can talk to people on that level of like what inspires them and what makes them happy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and definitely happy that you could uh, join in on this because you, you're, you're like, I was dead serious. Like the whole, the fact that you shared with us the, the whole, you know, being a kid and, and, drawing to, to impress girls. It's so honest because people might not want to admit that, you know, when you, when I was young and starting to play in a band, like you didn't want to say, you didn't want to tell people that. But if you were being honest, it's like, yeah, I wanted to impress somebody. I wanted to get attention from this person and I'm using this gift that I have to, to, to kind of 
show myself. And that, that it, it's, it's wonderful. And the fact that you met somebody awesome and that you're creating together, it's, it's amazing. Simply amazing. Yeah, man. It's, it's, I couldn't ask for anything better, man. It's like our, our house is just divided into, you know, upstairs. I have like my own art studio downstairs. Amber has her art studio. So it's just like anybody that comes over, they're just like blown away, you know? And it's just anytime we're creating together at the same time, it's, you know, it's, it's awesome to, especially as a comic book artist to just constantly have some sense and uh, flow of creation uh, going throughout the house, you know, cause like oh, yeah. if I'm not, if I'm not drawing anything, Amber's drawing something, then that inspires me, you know, and then, and vice versa. So, yeah, you know, and it's, you're, it's, you're both super talented. Um, I'm so excited to see what you guys keep coming up with. Um, and yeah, I, I'm excited to see what, what Amber does with a tattoo career as well. Uh, so that'll be interesting to, she's starting at definitely at a, a terrible time to, yeah. to get started, <laughs> but think of, um, think of how good this experience will make her. You know? Absolutely, man. Yeah. Like her, uh, the first tattoo that she did, um, I bought a ton of Polaroids, um, to, to take some photos and I was in the shop just taking pictures and I, according to Amber, like I took like the perfect picture of just her tattooing herself and Jason watching her. Um, the day, the day that she was tattooing, um, was whenever the riots and, or like the protesting and like the riots and everything. Oh yeah. Just first started in Charleston. Like the, it was a Saturday. I was uh, I was downtown for the for that first march, that first protest, yeah. and yeah. and yeah, I remember seeing her post the first tattoo she did on her leg of, mm-hmm. of the flower. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, here it goes. It's starting. That's yep, it. Yep. <laughs> so like on on the back of this Polaroid, she she wrote uh, first tattoo. Um, during a a global pandemic as well as a uh as a massive worldwide protest and it's like man what a time to start tattooing you know yeah. or like what a time to just start be doing anything you know yeah. it's like it's it's dude, a test and it's it's yeah. think about how amazing it is that you have some way to express yourself Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to, to process what's going on. There's so many different yeah. things that you were getting hit on all fronts, health, um, social issues, financial issues. We're get, we're just getting bombarded and it's like, you have this thing that no matter what, no one's going to be able to take away your voice and, and your ability to express yourself. And you guys are definitely, uh, people that, that are going to make some waves. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah dude. I think that's a What's good up? way to end it. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, dude. For I'm, sure. I'm going to uh, say thank you very much. And what's your website? Uh, so you can buy the book at catbite.bigcartel.com. Um, or if you just want to check out my, my artwork, uh, you can go to instagram.com forward slash Marcus Cripps. Excellent. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes. And I look forward to talking to you or Amber or both of you or just Amber. But I'm looking forward to 
uh, let's see what it's called. I, I've got it right here. I've got the comic book right here. Cat Bite the Midnight Rider. Yes, sir. That's yeah. the next one. I can't wait, man. All right. Talk to you soon, brother. All right, brother. See ya.